Welcome to episode 5 of Islington Mill and, a podcast series about the cultural life of one of the UK's most beloved artist-led creative centres, Salford's Islington Mill. For episode number 5, I am joined by return guest, the artist and co-director of Islington Mill, Rachel Goodyear, who first appeared on this podcast series when it was still Islington Mill is Queer about a year ago, and you can find that on our archive if you want to give that a listen. If you've been to Islington Mill at any point over the last two years, you'll know that this building and the community inside it is changing. There's been a lot of building work going on on both of the Islington Mill and new Islington Mill buildings. And recently, the scaffolding that has been outside Islington Mill for over a year now has started to come down and it feels very much like a bit of a rebirth of Islington Mill. This Friday, the 30th of September, sees the start of a new series of monthly events in Islington Mill called Last Friday, where the mill is going to be opened up to the public for people to see around the space as it's changing and the new developments that are happening here, but also to open the space up to potential artistic collaborations between both the artists who work here and members of the local community. Recently, I was stood in the courtyard smoking a cigarette, talking to Rachel Goodyear about the changes, the ongoing changes, but also the more recent, very physically visible changes that are happening to the mill um, with some excitement. And we started talking more in depth about a topic that we had touched upon when Rachel first appeared on Islington Mill is Queer a year ago. And that is the relationship between art and space. I decided to speak to Rachel more in depth on this topic as I know it's something she's very excited and passionate about, but also it does tie into these last Friday upcoming events, which are starting this Friday, which should be the day that this podcast goes on air, all going according to plan, touch wood. So with that in mind, I've tentatively called episode five of Islington Mill and Art in Space with special guest artist and co-director of Islington Mill, Rachel Goodyear talking to me about the relationship between art and creative practice and both physical and psychological spaces. Rachel Goodyear, artist and co-director of Islington Mill. Welcome back to the Islington Mill podcast. How are you doing? I'm good, yeah. Thanks yeah. for having me back. <laughs> yeah, you're very welcome. Thanks for coming on. I think there is a lot for us to talk about, actually. Um, there have been a lot of there's been a lot of changes in the at the mill for the past like two or so years, but there's been some very kind of particular changes happening here in the last couple of weeks. Could you talk us through what's going on at Islington Mill at the moment, please? Yeah, well, I think the first thing that you'd notice, which we're all noticing, is that the scaffolding came down from the front of Islington Mill. Okay. And so for the first time in quite a while, we actually see all its brickwork and its mm-hmm. new windows yeah. and... Um, and also, I think um, from the front, quite a significant difference is that on the ground floor, there are some windows oh, where okay. you can actually see into the mill from street level for, I think, the first time ever. First time ever. Yeah. 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 Mm. Which is, um, us inside are feeling very sad. Yeah. Oh, wow. Everyone can see in. How but does then, that feel? <laughs> it's, um, it was a little unnerving at first um, because suddenly you're just like, wow, everyone mm-hmm. can see in. But... Then it's also um, like uh, yeah, we, um, a few of us like um, we've all been um, I actually just 
situated ourselves in the ground floor for um, this past week or so. So really experiencing what it's like to be mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. Um, and um, and it's great actually. It's um, yeah. You can be really nosy and see what's going on outside, but mm-hmm. also it's like people like looking in through the windows. Yeah. Um, just yeah. It's a, it's it's a change, and I think um, I'm I'm getting my head around it, but I'm really excited because mm. it's actually. It does feel like for the first time ever that it's just like the mill's actually like, you know, it's, it's, it's open to people. Yeah. You know, it's like people can actually see in. I know I've had conversations with people that I've met on the street um, over, over time that they've lived around here for a really long time and didn't even realize that anything even happened here. Yeah. And I think it's just like behind these walls, we know yeah, how, how much. much happens here. So yeah. it's, so yeah, it's, it's really, I, I think it's to say it's really exciting. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. One of the big, one, one of the practical things that has impacted us, because we're here on the fourth floor mm-hmm. in our studio and you're literally next door to mm-hmm. us in the next door studio. Well, bar one. Um, and it's let so much light in now that the scaffolding has been taken down and the new windows are in place and the kind of mesh that was covering the scaffolding mm. is gone, it feels so much brighter and lighter in this space. Like the other day when me and Michael came in to do some work, we were just like, what is different? What's going on? Why is this, why does it feel bigger? Has somebody moved something? And then we realised that the um, the scaffolding and all the that kind of mesh tarp stuff, whatever that is, is mm. gone. And it suddenly feels, it made the room feel bigger for some reason, even though it's, it hasn't. Yeah, but it, you really notice that difference. Yeah, and it's so yeah. I think for us in these in these spaces, actually, it feels yeah. If it, it feels like we're um, well, yeah, we've we've got our windows back out onto the world again mm. now, and we've actually got windows that we can open we, without yeah, them, like again. fear of like them falling out. Yeah, 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 exactly. And um, yeah, and I, I think one of like a big difference for that I've noticed as well because I um. It was always really, really um, surreal um, being up on the fourth floor, but having like um, work people like actually at your window, mm-hmm. and it's just like, and you don't usually when you like above ground level, yeah. you don't really expect to yeah. sort of see people just walking past your window. Yeah. So it is, it is weird. So yeah, it's um, that took a bit of getting used to. Although it's, like, it's a bit, of me, it's like kind of going to miss it actually, yeah. just like that traffic. <laughs> yeah, it was weird and various. <laughs> When we and my partner lived in various tower blocks over time, it was around the period that they were getting reclad um, before the Grenfell disaster stuff happened. But it was weird to be like on the top floor, on the 18th floor or whatever. Well, on the 14th floor and on the 9th floor and just suddenly have somebody walk past. Mm. It's weird. It's trippy. Yeah, well, someone was... (laughs) Someone was um, was uh, doing something at the window one day when I came in, and um, but because there was um, a piece of furniture that obscured the window ledge, mm-hmm. so as I walked in, it actually did look like there was somebody stood in the corner of my room, wow. and I felt like I was. Terrified. Oh my god! <laughs> I was just like, terrified. That just like a, a moment of yeah. just like sheer, just like horror, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh no, it's okay. <laughs> it's just that give you a little <laughs> adrenaline rush yeah. to start off your day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that definitely woke me up. Yeah. <laughs> like we said that there's been a lot of changes going on at the mill and one of the purposes of this podcast is to document that kind of thing and also bring information out to the public mm-hmm. but there's going to be an event here on fr- well there's going to be a series of events happening yeah. over the course of the coming months here at Islington Mill on the last Friday of every month yeah yeah could you take us through what that is yeah so um so as yeah, as the scaffolding's coming down, as you know, windows into the mill are appearing. 
I think this is where we're also feeling like the mills waking up mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And I think um, whilst the you know whilst we were in um, you know so say in the pandemic, whilst we've been in these like re- um, these renovation works, um, it's we've it, it's always been like that um, you know life never stopped at the mill, but it's almost like the the, the mill in what we know as the mill and what it's been before and the way that we are and um and what that means and um you know who we are how we all like you know society collaborate and you know society cohabit these spaces mm. i think society that's that's been um this yeah this that's we've not been able to do that in a way that society we have done in the past mm. Um, and so I think society, not only do we feel that the mill's kind of like, you know, revealing itself again, but we feel that it's like the whole culture and that whole, you know, everything that the mill has been built on is also kind of like reawakening as well. And I think this is what we are in the process of like really, really harnessing now. And this has actually been the majority of the work over this past, um, particularly this past like, sort of like two or three years has been to like really delve into, you know, when we talk about the mill, mm. it's like, what do we actually mean by that? What is that mm. culture? How, you know, what's it built on? Mm. And um, I'm sure a lot yeah. of people who might stumble across this podcast will feel the same. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So so without kind of like diving straight into that, um, one of the things that, we, um, that, we've, that we're that um, we starting to do, um, so what we wanted to start looking at how can we have something that is... Um, consistent um like sort of like a consistent sort of like day in the diary that we can actually just like start to um you know so say place things around or like have a have a place for people to kind of come together and like either meet each other get to know what's going on how they get involved what even what even we mean by the culture of the mill mm. um and this is where we um came up with the the last fridays and so this was based on um we've um you know so it's like between you know so say myself as the other co-directors through just like so many people that we know um there's it's this idea like um of you know places um places that don't like run on a kind of like programming where they're just like open every day mm-hmm. it's to say where's consistency of just like the people know to say that there's there's always going to be like at some point in a month or at some point in time it's like they know they're going to be able to come down and actually know that there'll be something to there'll be something to see there'll be something there'll be a door open and there'll be something to go to so what can we expect on the last fridays um so well um in october's last friday which is the 28th of october yes i believe that's right um yeah this one that one's going to be pretty exciting as well because um Mm -hmm. as bits of the building become a little bit more revealed and like more spaces become accessible um, that last Friday will be um, at the moment. I'm calling it um, spaces, places, spaces. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> it's um, so um, so. Hopefully, um, I'm going to be optimistic about this. Uh, mm-hmm. That um, we will, um, you know, for the first time, so like we'll actually be able to. People will be able to actually see into newest into Mill, um, which has been um, uh, completely renovated, mm-hmm. um, and so we'll actually be able to see um, some. At some like brand new spaces. Okay, and just um, for the for the sake of people who might not know off the top of their mm-hmm. head where New Islington Mill is, mm-hmm. that's the building on the other side of the courtyard from Islington Mill. It is, and also sits between um, Islington Mill and Regents. Okay, um, and so I'd say that um, I'm I'm really looking at um, at that last Friday as being like a real 
celebration of things coming together. Um, so, um, so I think um, one of the things that I'm really, really excited about for that is, um, apart from just like being able to see say, what's been going on behind that bit of scaffolding mm. and the possibilities there, mm. um, it's um, for the, uh, you know, it's like, again, for the first time ever, there's going to be like a corridor, there's going to be access between the courtyard of Islington Mill and through to Regents. And so I'd say it's like for the first time ever, like that, this site, entire site and the entire community is going to actually be like completely joined up. Mm. And I think this is where I'm, I'm so excited about this like that. Um, because, because also it's um, not so long ago, um, we, um, you know, it's like the, like, um, uh, the warehouses that have been, you know, it's like the, um, also have studios, um, that also it's just like a very much it's like a part of the um, the whole landscape of the yeah. mill and the community of the mill the garden um, the, and the garden and mm. it's like an, up until recently those were um, like you know to say seriously under threat as well mm. so it's like, so we've had um, quite a significant we've had a few like sort of significant moments where this is like a sen- uh, you know say like a stronger sense of longer term security um, you know to say on on its wider scale. And, you know, so it's like just being able to actually like look at the future and it's not just about just one building anymore. It's actually mm. about society, an entire, you know, society, entire communities, lots of different kinds of spaces and how they connect up. And I think this is where I get really, really excited because I, I, I love those notions of like how you move through a space. It's like what like joins it up. And I think for me that just like the opening of like newest into mill being the one in the middle it's like no longer will it be like a walk around the block yeah. and also it's just like it won't be a case of the studios over one side it's like never you know it's like it's yeah. never like really been able to like kind of see each other it's yeah. just like that it just it unifies and it's like unifies it's like the whole community mm-hmm. and um and you know it's just like and the possibilities you know it's just like that that can open up i just find so exciting and because I, I often think about space. It's like when I'm thinking about spaces and how they link up, it's just like, which can really influence just like the tiniest thing of just like, well, would you have a bench in this spot? So it's mm. like, if you had a bench in this spot, who like wanders past and why? And like, where are the points where people just like stop and have a chat and get to know each other? Mm. Um, and it's just like, in my mind, it's like, it becomes this whole like beautiful choreography of space. Mm. And, um, uh, but yeah, but I'm just completely going off topic now. <laughs> it's no, no, like no, it's fine, it's talking okay. about last Fridays, and I'm just like dreaming about space now. <laughs> so. Well, we did. Yeah. We did have a kind of vague topic. <laughs> spaces, places, faces. Yeah. Which places, is the, faces, faces. Yeah. That's the topic of the last Friday in October. Yeah. And just for um, any listeners who hear this and might want to come along to mm. that, is it open to the public? Is it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we um, there, there will be details that like that will go out, and I think it's just like because we are, you know, this is this is something that we're only just starting. We're just like sort of getting to understand what the rhythms like, you know, mm. say sort of how, you know, it's just um, just just you know, it's just like what it's like to kind of come together on these last Fridays. Um, yeah, and. And and I think it's the same. So so we're just um, what we're doing with the last Fridays is like that. We're we're just um, setting a pace, really. Mm-hmm. So it's just like so these first the first of these like last Fridays, we've set some you know it's like the mill like us like the co-directors the team the mill mm-hmm. have kind of set some themes. But the whole um, idea of them is like that they 
are a, a space, you know, it's a, a physical space and a space and a space in time mm. to bring people together so that we can actually start to like bring people together with who have, you know, desire to get involved. It's like people who are who are here that's just like they want to like be a part of like the mill's future they want to like you know it's this it's that it's actually it's just like the the idea that um if we're sort of setting this rhythm that the hope is it's like that this wouldn't you know the last fridays wouldn't be something it's just like that like the mill mm. uh, as in like sort of like you know the um like you know just like literally like me or like my co-directors or like the teams to say it's not that like that we would be then curating every single one it's just like we're just like sort of starting to open that space it's like the, mm. with that invitation that this would become a rhythm that you know it's just like that the, the, you know it's just like that everyone can get involved in you know it's just like we've we've just set a theme for the next three just mm-hmm. to set the pace but we're hoping that it's like by the new year you know those themes will be like coming out of the community it's just yeah. like those themes it's like it's actually it's just like it's just opening up that space for people to actually feel some sort of like you know you know can do things in so it's mm. like can access can you know to so say you know to so say do stuff mm. you know to so say as a you know to so say in collaboration as a community so mm. yeah the one in october um because we you know to so say there will be new things to you know new spaces to mm. show and just say to be able to show people what's been going on behind the scaffolding but you know true mill style it's just like kind of we don't like to just show an empty box because that's just you know that's not our style you know this is what we you know our like sort of way of doing things like what we'd love to see it's like we love activated space and you know so the thought of it and we also love just like you know things you know happening in a DIY way and like thing you know it's like being able to try things out so the idea of what better way to show off a space and it's like somebody doing like a lot of performance in there or like mm. there being some some like you know to say something happening that's activating it some you know it's just it's I think that's um and and I think that kind of links to sort of like um part of the culture that we also like I wanted to like sort of like really bring back as well because it's like the mills always had this sense of you know any bit of space is it's a I'd say I'd say it's a canvas but it's just like every bit of space has a possibility so mm. you know it's just like it's that thought of like being able to like you know try things out you know every every bit of like corridor space is a possibility to, mm. to be you know it's like to be transformed to become like you know a catwalk or whatever you know yeah. it's just like and um and so I think that we're um it I think it also marks like a bit of a um again it's just like sort of like an, an exciting period that's just like as as new spaces pop up before um there's anything like that's fixed on them mm. it's just like we see that it's just like that's a potential to just really play with them try things out experiment with them and that's how the mills always work so this the Last Friday, coming up at the end of October, mm-hmm. as I've already mentioned, it's going to be called Spaces, Places, Faces. Well, it is now. It is now, <laughs> it is now, good. Um, but the theme for this particular podcast, what we were discussing the other day in the courtyard, I've decided to call that Art in Space. Mm-hmm. Because that's about art and its relationship to the space in which it is created, mm-hmm. which was the topic that we started chatting about. And you're obviously very, very passionate about this. And this is something that we have touched on. I think we have talked about this briefly Mm. and touched on it in the first podcast that we did. But this 
seems like a really good opportunity to talk about this a bit more and develop this as an actual subject of mm-hmm. the conversation. Um, so, like I said, we both have studios here in Islington Mill mm-hmm. on the fourth floor. There's actually one studio between us, but we're practically neighbours. Yeah. Um, what? One of the topics that I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not like classically trained as an artist. Mm-hmm. I'm completely self-taught. I didn't go to art school. I went to film school, which is an artistic discipline in its own right, but it's not the same thing as going to art school. Mm. Um, so one of the things I've always wondered about is, yeah, it is, I think, in a vague term. I'm just going to make the question very vague to open it up to you in the the kind of most, you can take this anywhere you <laughs> want. But, okay, Rachel, what is it about art and its relationship to space that most excites you in general? Um, so I, I mean, I think, I think there's a difference between how, um, so for me in general, it's just like how I would approach a space in terms of just like, you know, imagining like, um, you know, say an, an artwork being in there or mm-hmm. an installation or it's just like how I would approach it as a space to actually create something for. And then how I approach a space in society the space that I'm actually creating those things in. And I think there's kind of, there's quite a difference there. Mm. And I think it's just like, I mean, I often think about this like space, both in like sort of like psychological terms and physical terms. Okay. And so, and I think this is, uh, this is something, I mean, I mean, maybe this is like, I mean, like way, 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 way back in the day, it's just like when I was at art school, um, I was doing, like I did a lot of sculpture. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like I was taking up a lot of space. Mm. And um, and so I don't know whether that's kind of like influenced me from kind of quite early days, just like what is, you know, what is space? You know, it's just like, because at the time, uh, I'm, without repeating the last podcast I did, <laughs> it's like, you know, I, I, you know, it's just like, I was really, really like excited about space, like right mm. from the early days of just like, you know, it's just like activating space, you know, when I was working with installation, you know, so, but um uh, but yeah, once again, without repeating the last podcast I did, you might <laughs> learn all about my interest in space and installation from that last one. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, but it's something that I think about a lot because um, I think when, um, so I'd say this, um, there's only been out of the 22, the 22 years that I've been a practicing artist, there's only been one year in that 22 years, which was like right back in like sort of, you know, to say sort of maybe a couple of years out of art college, mm. that I didn't actually have a studio. Right. So, you know, to say, so in that time I had, it, I, I, you know, to say I had the luxury of just like I was living in a house that had like another room that I could turn into a studio, mm. but it wasn't the same. I think it's just like because it was in my house. And at the time, that's that was definitely, you know, I, I needed more than that. And so I think it was really, um, I found that one particular year, like, really informative to actually really start to get my head around. It's just like, well, what is a studio space? Mm. You know, why would you, you know, why would you pay to rent a space if you could have a room in your house? What yeah. is that difference? Yeah. And so it really, really helped me to kind of get my head around. It's just like, you know, what a studio is for, what difference it makes, you know, it's just like, what... You know, it's just, um, so, so I think, um, you know, for me, the studio space is so much more than just a production space. Okay. You know, it's just like, it, it, so I, I think this is where it does come down to, let's just say, the psychological space. And I think it's just like, because yes, I make my artwork in there, mm. but also it's just like, it's where I, I sit and think. It's where I, you know, it's, um, 
I think for it's it's a space that I can feel comfortable to actually decide to sort of lay everything out. I can put things all up on the walls, but it's not. I'm not putting them up for presentation. It's yeah. just like it's like basically just like I'm, like I I treat my studio space like a big like just just a, a big messy sketch pad or like mm-hmm. a diary or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just like, and I think it's just like because it's a it's my studio space rather than like an. an an exhibition space it's a it's a private space so therefore mm. it's um it's it's a space that i feel kind of like very very free to actually just like lay lay myself out and then just like be able to actually just like sort of contemplate as well yeah is it what you were saying earlier about um a studio being a site of production not just a site of production is interesting to me because we're here and we started building a music studio in this space and over the years i have had studios and not in various different kind of forms. I've had a music studio before when I lived in Glasgow and then I also had a hot desk but that was more for visual art and stuff and kind of like computer based things. But having, uh, and I've also had like studios in the house Mm. like where I'm currently living with my partner we've got an attic space and I have had some of this stuff that we've got set up here, set up in my attic space. But it's interesting how I, I don't know where this comes from, but how the psychology of having a, of like a, a specific space to go to, mm-hmm. to do your work as an artist, it's very, it's subtle, but it's, it's quite important. Like, mm-hmm. because I did have my stuff set up in the attic for a while in a, in a reasonable way. And I was able to create some stuff, but then kind of the desire to do it necessarily wasn't necessarily there. Mm-hmm. It was, it was kind of, and it became this kind of guilt thing where it's like, why aren't you there? Why aren't you doing that? <laughs> like, it's all set up now. It's all ready to go. Why aren't you doing it? Mm. But I guess it, I just wasn't feeling it at mm. the time. And now that we have started putting this stuff up here, it's hard to describe, but I do feel like it's a better time to do it here. But I don't know if it's the time is the key mm. or if space is the key or the psychology, like what you were saying about the psycho- psychological spaces. Mm. And stuff. I mean, yeah. Do you? What do you think? You know. I think it's a combination. Yeah. Of all of those, and it's just yeah. I mean, and <laughs> that that sense of guilt of like when you're in somewhere and you just say, like, I've not made anything. Yeah. I've been here and I've not made anything, and that guilt is just like I'm not being productive. And I yeah. think I think that that can be like a massive stumbling block. And I think it's like a massive stumbling block whether you're working at home or if you're working in a studio space or mm. wherever. And I think that's that's one of the things that I really feel again. It's just like quite strongly about. It's just like that a studio um, isn't, you know. It's say I think I think if it becomes a place that's just like just about producing, I think that then there's so much that can be missed. Mm. And I think also it's just like, and that can also be like a massive stumbling block because the thought of um, like if anyone just like sits me down and goes, it's like right, produce. I am not going to produce anything because I'm just going to have this like a big wall come up and just like mm. just goes like I can't, you know. It's, mm. I mean, this is something that I've that I've learned over the years. It's like because I'm like actually getting into the rhythm of being in a studio, mm. and especially like going into your studio if you've not got something particular that you're working on, and I think those are the biggest kind of like challenging times. Yeah, and I think those are the times where also you can kind of like feel that guilt because you just say, why haven't I made anything today? Mm. Or why haven't I produced anything? Mm. And um, But I think this is where I think it's just like, it's that building up to like what your relationship is with that space. And mm. for me, it was about, you know, and this took me quite a while because um, I think of, um, you know, I'd, 
I would have periods of time with set. I'd always be like really fearful to come into the studio because I was just like, oh, I really don't know what I'll be making in the studio today. And then I'll go into the studio and then I'll feel terrible that I've not made anything. I'll feel even worse about myself. And like, so actually it's just like that can also create this barrier to like find mm. the motivation to go to the studio. And especially if the studio's a lot colder than like your house might yeah. be, you know, it's just like, yeah. But I think it is it's like that building up that relationship of like what you do in a space and how you are in a space. And I think it's to say even to, you know, it's to say, um, even if there's, there's nothing, you know, even if you've not got a plan of what you're going to do, it's to say to actually like sort of like make that journey and to like just mm-hmm. like be in the space, even yeah. if you're doing nothing other than yeah. staring at a wall, yeah. you're still putting yourself in a different state of mind. Yeah. And you're still having that different relationship. And I think if you... You know, to say if you put that like guilt aside, just like not making or producing anything, mm-hmm. or even like having a thought, it's just like there's still that sense of just like. But what I have done today is to say I have a relationship with this space, yeah, and I have this relationship with myself in this space, yeah. And I think for me, it's just like I'm more likely to, um, you know, to find that once I'm, once you know, if I if I make that decision to like come down to the studio and I'm not clue what I'm doing. Mm even to just like sort of sit there and have a brew and just stare at the wall more likely than not by the end of the day I will have I will have stuck something up on the wall mm. or I would have written something down mm. or I would have thought a different thought than I would have done if I was sitting at home mm. and so I think that's where it's just yeah it, on a practical level as well it's mm. an excuse to get out of the house exactly <laughs> like we live about I think it's I looked up mm. the map I think we live two miles from here so it's quite a nice little walk mm. to walk from our house to Islington Mill and it's an excuse to get a bit of exercise in, in every day. Yeah. Um, so there's kind of, I really feel what you're saying there about like the guilt of not producing something when you're in the studio, but that doesn't mean that time in the studio is wasted. Necessarily. No, and, and also I think it's that thing as well, it's like that, um, I think that's, you know, that, um, I think it's just like kind of that, um, I think it's just like it's, it's good to kind of like sort of break down just like that, like that perception of just like, well, the studio space has to be about production and it has to be about output and it has to be about, you know, at the end of the day, it's just like kind of like, you know, um, like something, it's just like that's more like sort of like a capitalist like model, you know, it's just mm. like that it's got to be about just like outputs and then it's like what's its like sort of like, you know, financial kind of like end and all this kind of stuff. Which I think it's just like kind of like if that's you know it's just like if that's the way that you're approaching it's like what a studio is for or what a, you know what a space what a psychological space to create in is for mm. I think already it's just like you're I think you're denying yourself just like all of the beauty of like what a space can be and I'm not talking like specifically about like that this can only happen in a studio space mm-hmm. I think that this is also kind of like you know it's just like that what are you actually doing when you're sitting down to create. And I think this is where, um, you know, it's just like when you start to consider the space that you create in as being, it's like, it's, an, it's another part of your being. So it's mm. just like, it's where you go to like, maybe think in a particular way or that you might, it's like the, the pace of like your brain might be slightly different. Different. You've got maybe some like different stimulate, you know, mm. sort of stimulation around you, you know, like being at the mill. So it's just mm. like, we've got that combination of, you know, what's in our studios and then it's just like, kind of like, you know, who we're going to be like chatting to when we step out the door and all this kind of stuff. Mm. And so, and like you say, it's just like, what is that journey there? Mm. And so I think, you know, it's to say, and, um, and so I think it's to say, it's sort of like, as a, you know, in the studio, I, I would say it's just like, kind of like, you know, 
even if like someone had a studio and they like kind of never you know it's just like they you know it's just like they you know it's just like sort of it they didn't produce you know they weren't like kind of like just like producing loads and loads of stuff it doesn't mean that it's not a successful space it's just mm-hmm. like it's what it's you know mm. what you know it's just saying <laughs> yeah, no, lost much. I well, lost I think my one of the things that like I benefit from in this space in terms of how this space operates and functions as a music studio is that it's very much a, a space for collaboration and mm. to work with other people. So even if I'm not producing something for my own with my own name on it, that's going to come out as this is my thing. I'm still working to facilitate the production of other people's art, mm. particularly music and stuff like that. So I don't feel like there's an element of me coming to this space that's like I'm quite happy to just like put tunes on really loud mm. because it's in a, it's a place where I can actually listen to music very loud and just pot around and tidy up yeah. and like do stuff like that which I think is very um, it's still it's going back to what you said about like your psychological relationship not just to the space but to your own craft definitely definitely and I think it's like pottering around is yeah. a massive part of that because it's like it's what you're thinking about as you're pottering mm-hmm. you know and and I think, um, uh, yeah, and I think I think it is really interesting because I think I, it's just, um, I mean, I, I find it quite, um, yeah, just sometimes it's like when I hear it's just like what other people imagine happens in a studio mm. is so far removed from like, for me, it's just like kind of what actually happens in the studio. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, I think so we were talking about this the other day, it's just like because um, a few years back, um, I did like a two week residency um, at the Lowry. Mm-hmm. And um, and it was a like sort of a residency come exhibition, and um, they'd asked um, if I would do something that was just like kind of like a little bit more, you know, just like a little bit more performative. Mm. Um, and and so I asked them to build me a studio mm-hmm. in in the gallery wow. uh, with a big window on it, and um, and that's just like and that I would work in there, um, and that would be my studio mm. for a couple of weeks. And and I think it's like what I was aiming for there was to almost just like kind of like just say like sort of just um, you know just like draw back that curtain on mm. the reality of a studio, mm. and that it's just like there was something um, about that um, you know sharing with people that's just like behind closed doors it's not just like feverish activity all the yeah. time and creating these like amazing artworks these masterpieces yeah. or a, a lot of it was me sitting having a cup of tea yeah yeah staring at a blank piece of paper mm. or it might have been just like writing in my notepad pacing around mm. sometimes I would you know to say I would get to the drawing board and do some drawings but it was a lot of you know at the you know from from start to finish it's like I didn't create a masterpiece I didn't create one big piece of work what I did do was just like contemplate yeah and and it was kind of um and it's um I mean it was just I mean, it was. In, I mean, I. It was interesting for me because also it's just like it really helped me to understand what my relationship is with the studio. Mm. So I became so much more conscious of just like what my actions are in a studio. But I, I wanted to kind of like run with it and just be working naturally rather than trying to perform. Mm. Um, but, um, but yeah, I'd also say it's just like it also sent me a little bit like crazy because really? also it's just like I did feel like I was in a zoo because people mm. were looking in through the window I was like oh what have I done yeah <laughs> surely that it. actually surely. it's like did I really want to be like watched yeah. <laughs> surely that in itself affects mm. your relationship with that particular studio yeah did you feel a sense of kind of temporariness there that you wouldn't 
feel here isn't in mill oh definitely yeah but i think i think that's um i think that's the beauty of um when um because one of the things that i love is like if i um like i love going on residencies um and the biggest part of it is just like is about actually like extracting myself from like my completely familiar surroundings and actually placing myself somewhere else mm. and so i have like you know it's just like I, I will like have a different relationship with the space and the place that i'm in mm. but i think that's one of the things that i really love it's like because it's um it really helps me to um well yeah it's just like it's always good to have a change of scenery mm. um but it's just like i think it's just like when there isn't that like sort of complete familiarity it's um like again it's just like sort of like you it helps you to like sort of maybe sort of slightly think in a different way or contemplate things in a different way but also mm. again have that understanding of just like well what is my relationship with my familiarity then? Mm. and so it's just like so in some ways you know it's just like I might go on a residency and so like and work in a different space um you know it's just like kind of and and it always feels really strange because you know I mean for me it's just like it's almost like I kind of like pretty much like you know it's just like just like morphed into my room so you know mm. it's like I know like without looking like you know mm. it's like if I reach out one direction I know that I'll be yeah. able to put my hand on just like kind of you know it's just like my pot of pencils whereas I put mm. my hand out the other way it's just like and yeah it's just like I'll be knocking a load of ink over or mm -hmm. whatever but you know it's just like but then that becomes like really really familiar mm -hmm. and um so then it's like being in a different space it's like you know it's there is that um that excitement and that discomfort as mm. well and so I'll often then come back to my own space and go okay there's some things that I might want to change in the way that I work in this space or like I've got a new like appreciation of like this understanding of what my relationship is to space how I even how I even like sort of like pace around my own room mm. you know that kind of thing you teach don't you yes do you have mm. these conversations with your students because this is another thing that really mm. interests me as somebody who didn't go to art school, mm. but is yet an artist and creative. Um, because this is also something that I've been learning myself, among so many other things, about the creative process and my mm. particular creative process. And the, you said earlier that like, some, so much of the time is spent contemplating, mm. which is a very important thing. But perhaps I don't know you only learn the importance the true value of that as you get older maybe or you're in mm. situations where you don't get the chance to do that like do yeah. you do you discuss this stuff with your students and what would their opinions on it be yeah I do I mean I think this is um I mean things like this come up in conversations I think um I mean it's say like there are I mean it's like there are particular um parts of um I mean say sort of like um on the uh, on the course that's like in the students that I teach, it's like there, there are there are parts of the of like of um of the course that will like kind of you know it's like cover like sort of like studio culture and studio practice and stuff. Mm. But I think it's the same. Um, I think there's some things it's like within those nuances that also come up in conversation. Yeah. Like if you're in a tutorial, it's like that. Um, you know, it's like um, I mean, I, there's like often I will find myself um, like if if um if you've got a student that's not that's really that's not kind of like um that's not like really utilizing the studio space mm -hmm. in a way that you decide that it's sometimes it might be through like sort of like shyness of just like kind of like feeling a bit shy to put things up on the wall but mm. i think again this is where you, um I, I have those conversations around you know it's just like well you know what is the, the studio environment it's just like you know a wall of a studio is you know 
in studio mode is mm. this like is different to the wall of a gallery mm. you know your studio is this like kind of like it's your expanded sketch pad it's mm. a you know it's this like it's for you to be able to stand back and actually see things this like kind of like from a distance or see the relationships between things you know and as a tutor I'm coming in and just like you know I wouldn't be like looking at something on the wall and going to like, say well that's finished and I'm going to like judge it as being finished it's like no this is this is a discussion space this is about like you know it's it's a different you know, a, a white wall of a studio is different to the white wall of a gallery. Yeah. And similarly as well, as it's like kind of like these kinds of things might come up in conversation if it's say, um, if a student is um, like, if they're, if they're, you know, if they're not coming in to the studio, so it's like, I mean, there may, might be a whole number of reasons that someone might not feel comfortable coming into a studio, but it is also, it's like I found myself just like having like more, um, Think these these kind of like sort of like come up more in conversation around just like well what is what is an artist's relationship with the studio you know mm. to say why you know why would you have a studio and and so like going back to all of those things that we we're saying before it's just like kind of like well why why would you work in a you know why why would you take on a studio so it's mm. like what is it that happens in a studio that is different to like anywhere else mm. and um and so I'd say it's um. I say it's just like it is. It's something that I really like like to discuss with you know. To say, I mean, it's you know, it's it's things that like comes up in discussion quite a lot with mm. with students. So it's just like and I will always. Um, it's something that's like I always like to explore. It's that like that relationship with the space that you're working in, and the, you know, it's just like and what you know, it's just like and also it's just like kind of like what people are walking into and what your relationship is with it. Um, but I think I think definitely it's like yeah this this also comes with time as well because mm. I'm 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 coming from this perspective of like 22 years of having relationship to space and having relationships to lots of different types of spaces mm. as well and and I think it's like this this is something that I've learned over the years it's like as I've got to you know know myself know my relationship with like you know spaces places spaces yeah. the world you know like, <laughs> and um but this is where it's just like because i've been so consciously like something that's like that i've always consciously thought about mm. it's also it's just like you know it's it's also something that i really really like to share mm. as well to say like, so moving beyond then art in a studio and an artist in a studio what other kind of spaces that art and artists and people with a practice can occupy interest you I think any space that can be activated, I think yeah. it's really exciting. So, you know, it's, um, I mean, I've got, you know, it's, there's, I think, I think this is the thing, it's to say, I think it's to say kind of like literally any space, you you can imagine something happening in any space. Mm. And and I think it's just like, you know, it's like, like, you know, it's like you're looking at like, the, you know, I'm just like looking at the top corner of the room. It's mm. just like kind of like, that is a space that could be activated. Anything could happen in that. Mm. Um, I think it's to say, um, I think I've, I find, um, you know, I find, uh, you know, it's like I, I traditionally show in, um, you know, it's like I predominantly show in society like kind of, you know, it's like kind of quite, you know, it's like in gallery spaces. Mm -hmm. But I get really, really excited about like all kinds of spaces. And in particular, like, I get excited about corridors. I get excited <laughs> about, you know, it's just like stairwells. I get excited yeah. about, you know, all the possibilities of what can happen in those spaces. 
And um, and I think that's the thing. It's just like it's um that I I love that notion. It's just like that any space can be activated by something creative. It yeah. can be activated by something that is on you know something that is on the wall, but it can also be activated by like a happening by just like kind of like you know something you know it's just like the way that someone moves through a space. It's like any you know it's just like any space can be like. And any space can be a space for creativity, mm. and I think this is where I get really. And again, you know, it's just like it's more places like open up here. I mean, it's just like I mean, only the other week I I, I got so excited about our like fourth floor toilets. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like kind of we've not had toilets. You know, it's yeah. just like for for a while. Well, it's just like the you know it's just like with the renovations, and I got so excited. It was just like. Well, I'm going to have like an entire like sort of like morning, which is like performers like opening up these toilets. It's like kind mm. of it's not. And that was just to say, because I was just excited, it was just like, here's a space we've not had for a while. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to make it a, an occasion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so. And what about um, the, the the grander space of, mm. like, the whole Islington Mill, as opposed to just, like, individual studios or even an individual mm. floor? Like, how how do you conceive of and what excites you about, like, the entire Islington Mill, which we'll be including soon, New Islington and then Regents Estate. I'm, I mean, I'm really, the thing that really excites me is just like kind of like how everything connects up. And I, I think this is like the real desire for the future. It's just like because we, it, you know, it's like we've always, you know, it's like being, um, I mean, I mean, it's like one of, um, I mean, it's like one of the things that I have is it's like these, you know, I've got like 20 odd years of memory or an experience of maneuvering through all these like spaces and like and you know it's just like all the different ways it's like you know it's just just I, th- I think that's the thing it's just like I'm I'm really excited about it's like how things connect up mm. so it's just like apart from like what I was saying earlier about it's like just you know what excites me about it's just like literally just like a corridor between like you know one building and another mm. it's just like and like you know it's um I think it is that notion just like that, you know, it's just like, yes, there's, you know, people are, you know, there are people like working individually in studios, but there's an ecology to everything. You know, mm. It's just like kind of, there's this whole, you know, it's just like, the more, um, I think it's just like, the more joined up everything is and the more it's just like kind of like possibility there is for like collaboration and skills exchange, the idea, I mean, with the mill in its entirety, the idea that's just like kind of like, is that you could have so much on, you know, under one, you know, it's just like one roof, roofs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's just like, you know, it's just like that notion that you can be like sort of, you know, say you can like pretty much like sort of produce something from like sort of start to finish. Mm-hmm. Just like sort of just everything's, you know, it's just like all the skills are here, all the experiences mm-hmm. here. But I think I'd, uh, what really excites me is just like sort of like how, um, yeah, it's just how that can be more joined up in the future. You know, it's just like, and that's, and that includes this like both like, you know, like the way that people work in their spaces but how you know how people might engage with like some of those more like public facing kind of like things that might happen mm. um i'm really i'm really excited to say that there's that you know it's just like the possibility for more there's more you know there's going to be more possibility to actually just like try and test things to sort of like experiment a bit more mm. to just be able to just like just activate spaces um and how yeah. can I ask you what <laughs> I mean I think I know and you've been using that mm. phrase a lot during this interview but mm. could you 
Explain to me what activating a space means. Mm. It means to you, I guess, as well. For me, it's like it's it's um for me it's just like it's it's um it's doing something that brings a space alive. So for me it's to say it's um you know it's just, uh, it's I think it's that um it's I think it's just like just bringing some life into it. Mm. But I um but I think it's to say um I prefer to describe is to say it's sort of like space is coming alive like through like activated spaces rather than like talking about say putting on you know it's just like putting on an exhibition or doing a project in a space or mm. it's like because that's too fixed and I think mm. that you know it's to say it's sort of for um for something to like really come alive and for you know like what creativity is as well I think it's like it's just like that possibility that like you know it's just like that creativity could be like literally it's like the way that someone like walks across a room mm. as much as it could be as a side that there's a big performance going on in a space mm. and I think this is it it's to say I like to just think of um you know making you know to say I'd say making a mark but even just like sort of like being in a space mm. and then you know it's it's like I think it's like that difference between um say like you know to say um an empty room and then it's just like how different it feels it's like even if you don't do anything to it but it's like you have a few people in there having it you know it's just like having a chat and you know it's just like enjoying some time together mm. it's just like it it automatically it's like changes the like the feel of the space it changes the possibilities of the space it's so yeah I think that that's what I mean by yeah. activating a space what is your favourite gallery space you've ever been in then my favourite gallery space um Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Take a long pause. Um, hmm. Okay, let me reframe yeah. that. Do you have any particular like worst galleries you've ever been? <laughs> oh, this is awful. <laughs> Couldn't possibly say. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Tact. Hmm. Yeah. Um, could also the mill, I guess. Well, yeah, exactly the mill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, my favourite is like Salford Museum and Art Gallery, um, the room that has my artwork. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Currently till February. <laughs> <laughs> Where is that? So the listeners can. Oh, it's just say. Oh, what's, what's that? You say um, <laughs> Salford Museum and Art Gallery mm-hmm. um, till the um, till February twenty twenty three. Oh, very good. Very, very nice space. Yeah. yeah. Um, Particularly because yeah. it's full of your work. Particularly because it's full of my work. It was, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a it's a wonderful space to work with and to show, mm. yeah, decided to, to show in. Yeah. Yeah, that's my favourite space. <laughs> yeah, and you've, you've activated it now. Yeah, I have activated it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've really activated it. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, we can wrap up there, um, but definitely very excited for the last Friday's project mm-hmm. that's coming up and there is one coming up this Friday which will be the day that this podcast goes out but then the one because I'm thinking most people will probably hear this podcast after the day it's mm-hmm. released the next one will be can you just tell us the details yeah you? 20 so there'll be the um, 28th of October um, which is that's the last Friday of October mm-hmm, and then that's, yeah, 20th, and yep. then um, again it's the psycho so um, in December as well, the last Friday, the, um, so November, that last Friday will be, um, yeah, it's just like, I think that that will be coming up to like Christmas theme, so, sure. um, and, 
<laughs> but yeah, I think just looking out for last Fridays, we will, yeah, and hopefully they will, and they will grow and grow yeah. and there will be. Um, on Facebook, yeah. Instagram, just the usual social medias. They will be, yeah, yeah. So um, it's new rhythm that we're setting up. So it's, um, so yeah, we'll find, we'll find ways of reaching people. Hopefully yeah. the pink lights in the window will be enough to <laughs> just draw people in they'll know what's to know there's something something coming alive something yeah. happening something being activated something being activated <laughs> <laughs> thank you 